Everything said on the Couplings Fire podcast are our opinions and in no way represent the opinions and values of any agency we are associated with. Hey, this is the Couplings Fire podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Chris. And I'm Taylor. We're married. And we're both firefighters. Join us as we talk anything and everything fire related. Based out of small town, rural Nebraska, we bring our unique challenges and solutions to the table every episode. Our goal? To better the rural volunteer firefighting community, one person at a time. Let's get on to the episode. Anywhere. Anywhere. So did we figure out how many stories our ladder can reach yet? Did we figure that out? I don't know if we actually figured that out or not. I remember we had the conversation and I think we did figure it out at one point. Yeah, because we did 12 foot forever. No, we didn't actually figure it out. Because you were trying to say it would hit like whatever, however feet high, even though it was at an angle. And And, and that wasn't right. Yeah. Because I thought about it later and it wasn't right at all. It was weird. I don't know. Anyway, so we should probably figure that out sometime. Because, yeah, that did not add up at all. Mm-mm. It cannot reach as high as it can if it's at an angle yeah, at from a, the street. At yeah. a 60 degree angle, it was three foot shorter. Which I think we found that rule somewhere else on like on Google or something like that when we Googled it. A ladder is three foot shorter than what it actually is. I don't know. I thought you found that. I can't remember where like, I don't know. Anyway. So if that's the case, then it'd be like... 90, well, we have a 95, right? Yeah, 95. So, we'd be three foot shorter, which would be 92. 92 divided by 12. Hold on, is it 90 from, like, the whole letter or 90 from the ground? Because there's a difference between the truck length and the putting that ladder straight on. You know what I mean? Does I don't know. I think it's a 95 foot ladder. So, it's probably, like, 100 and... 100 and Two foot? <laughs> 102, 101, something like that. <laughs> like, you know Like, what I mean? from the ground, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they measure that. That's a good question. Because <laughs> no a... one ever takes the truck into account. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I just know it's a 95-foot platform. Is that the actual length of the ladder? Or is that how high it'll go off the ground? I think this is a good spot to start the podcast at. Well, that's kind of what I was going for. You had to mention it, though. Sorry. But I was Jeez. just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, I guess I've thought about that before, but I don't know if that if they account for that or if that is just simply the length of the ladder. I have no idea. That'd be a good question to research. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. It just, like... No, I'm... And that's legit. I don't know. I do not know that answer. I will... <laughs> I will find that out. Can we ask them? Yeah, ask them. See what they say. Hey, you guys. You're listening to this, I think. Listening to our rambling. Uh, listening to our rambling here as we were trying to figure out how to start the podcast in the first place. Um, so when you guys, when they have a, a ladder truck, right, and you have your ladder on the ladder truck, do they include the measurement? Is it just the measurement of just the ladder that accounts for the height? Like our, for ours, it's 95 foot. Or do they take into account the, the, the height of the truck itself into that or not? Are they measuring from the base of the ladder or are they measuring from the ground? Thank you. That's a better way of putting it. I said that the first time. Why didn't I just say it again when I was talking to them? I don't Anyways, know. if you guys know the answer to this, let us know, because I'm very curious. I'm going to try to look it up here real quick, because I'm really curious, too. Um, anyway, what, now that we've asked you guys that, 
Yeah. What are we covering tonight? Oh, so we're going to cover, um, we're going to talk about different hose lays uh, for our cross lays and how to figure out what's the right one for your department or start to figure out what the right one is for your department. How about that? <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to get undistracted here. I want to search one more thing. Um, do, 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 do. Do 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 I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find some better words to research that one. I wasn't coming up with anything, but so yes, that is the question question of the podcast. And an aerial truck or an aerial ladder is the length like a 95-foot platform, is that from the base of the ladder extended all the way out, or is that from the ground all the way to the top? Yeah. That's the question. Tell us what you guys think. I want to know. <laughs> I'm very curious. Yeah. Because apparently we but, don't have to look it up, right? Yeah, I have to find some. That's usually the way it goes, though. A lot of times when I have a question, especially if it's not a normal question, you try to look it up on Google or something like that, or even YouTube, or just you try to go find it, and you can't find the right word. So you try like a thousand different ways of saying yeah. it, and you still can't find the right thing you're looking for. And you're like, man, why can't people just put out all these articles and stuff on all this to like help me? And uh. Exactly. Jeez. Which brings us into this, because hose lays, you already went over this, hose lays on how to figure out which one's right for your department. Mm-hmm. We had that exact thing where we were trying to find a new hose lay for our truck. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't search the right phrases or words to find what we were looking for. Yeah, exactly. Like, people might have different types of crosslays that they were um, showing, but they didn't talk about the pros and cons a lot. They didn't try to talk about why you'd use one over the other for any situations. Like, no one went into that, as far yeah. as I could tell. Yeah, there was, unless we were searching it the wrong way, like, um, you know, things to account for when you're choosing cross lay yeah things to take into consideration um and for like us we designed our own and we kind of went completely from scratch oh yeah so um that's kind of where this episode came from is we were trying to find a cross lay for our new engine or our newest engine and the information wasn't out there mm-hmm. so this is kind of going to be for anyone out there who's looking at different cross lays or just things to consider, or if you want to make your own. Yeah. How to, how is, to go about going doing it? It is absolutely possibly. Been there, done that. I mean, I'm possibly. sure... It's, it's definitely possible. Possibly. It's definitely possibly. <laughs> possibly. I'm, I'm sure, like, even our cross lay, like, we came up with a name for it and everything. I'm sure it's been done, and I'm sure it probably has another name by somebody else. We just don't know what it is. I've never seen it. Yeah. But... Heck, we saw that other one, what, the the horseman or whatever today? I've never heard of that one. I haven't heard of that one either. So, I think I think I looked at it. I think it was San Antonio. I believe that so. One, so. Um, and at first, I thought it was like ours, and the more we watched it, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm sure there's different versions of ours out there, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Oh, uh, and we say ours, we mean like Chris and mine, like ours, not the department's. The department never actually adopted the 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 hose lay that we we're talking that we're talking about now. But so when we say our cross lay, we really mean like ours. Yeah, we we designed <laughs> it from scratch and made it made it fit to our needs. Um, this this episode, I feel I need to put this in here. We're gonna put things down to a very basic level, 
So if it feels like we're talking down to you guys, we're not. We're just clarifying so everyone gets the, the right picture. Yeah. Well, maybe there's someone out there listening that's a lot like me and has a hard time visualizing <laughs> or yeah. doesn't know a lot about crosslays. Or so the, the term that, the term that comes to mind is clearing the bed, you know. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was for a long time. I do now, but like yeah. you know, not everyone knows what that means. We might have to get yeah down to right. Them. So we're not talking down to anyone out there. If you know what's going on, you can kind of ignore how basic we make this. But we're gonna go over this, give you guys some things to think about, and maybe you want to switch those lays. Maybe you find a better way to use what you got. I don't know. It's up to you. So. Yeah. So, jumping in here now, we had to come up with uh, a crosslay for our new-to-us truck um, because it was, it was very, very unique. It's an engine. What? Do I have to fix that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it is an engine, technically. Well, yeah, but, okay, on our department, we never differentiate between trucks and engines. They're all trucks. We don't... We don't have truck company and engine company in our department. We're all one, and it we, our our, our trucks okay are used for so many different things. So just saying, so I'm gonna say truck, but I know what it's supposed to be. But do they know? Well, they do now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. So yeah, you were saying I got sidetracked. Uh, our truck's very unique. The truck that we just got. Yes. So we got this truck new to us um, a little over a year ago. Um, so it was actually in March, like 2020, right before all the COVID stuff hit the U.S. So that's when we got this truck and we got it from from Texas. Um, and so on our truck, the cross sleighs are very unique where they are four wide. And you heard us correctly. They are four wide. They are not two wide or three wide or single, whatever. They're four. And Chris and I, doing research on some stuff or whatever, just looking out there, we haven't really seen many four-wide crosslays out there. And what we mean by four-wide, for those of you who don't know, is it fits four uh, lengths of inch and a half. Sorry, inch and three-quarter. <laughs> it, it holds four lengths of inch and three-quarter side by side, um, which is very, from what we found, unique. Yeah, see, we, I've seen trucks that singles and doubles are pretty common. Sometimes you get triples. I was going to say triples are even, you know, fairly common. They're not unheard of. Um, a four-wide tray is, that's pretty uncommon. I haven't found a whole lot of them out there. But it did come from Texas. Yep. And everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Maybe they were planning on running two and a half crosslays. I don't know. And we but... do have a two, because there's three crosslay spots. So we have two inch and three quarter and a two and a half. Um, crosslay on that truck. Yeah. So, but the trick with this one was figuring out how to how to come up with a lay or what lay we should use for a tray that holds four wide. Yeah, and 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 people are gonna be saying, well, why didn't you guys just put up a piece of metal or a block of wood or something in there to like make it two wide or something like that? Well, we thought of that, but um, we also wanted to utilize the space that we had there and not modify the truck too much overall. You know, especially when you when it comes to the two and a half, we want that to be laid the same way that we did this inch and three quarter to make it all easy. So so the engine we got for it, um, one thirty four, has the four wide. That's our main line city pumper. The backup pumper for the city ninety is a 
too wide. And then our frontline rule pumper is a single stack. So we wanted to come up with a, a lay that fit all three that could pull at least kind of similarly to everything the same lay with all three of them so that our volunteers wouldn't have to learn different different uh, pulls for each truck. Just make it easier on everybody. Yeah, make it more universal. Yeah. Between all of our trucks. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that's the big reason why we had to switch our crosslay, um, and that is the reason why we came up with our own crosslay. Yeah, we were using the Mintman for a while, but we were ha- we were seeing problems with our volunteers not being able to pull it very well. Um, they they were just having issues uh, just learning it overall, and so we needed a solution. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that in mind, we set out to create a new crosslay, and basically. Like Taylor said earlier, the the help, the criteria out there when you're creating your own crosslay or which one to use or uh, the pros and cons for cons for each one uh, aren't exactly laid out there in a nice spreadsheet or website Wouldn't or that article. Be nice? That'd be so nice. <laughs> Somebody out there, please do this. Like take every crosslay you learn and just like you hear about it and just put it into some sort of like spreadsheet. I don't know. Yeah. And what, what really helped me out with this is a class at fire school, uh, Attacking the Fire Ground. Um, it was done by Direct, Atta- Direct Tactical. Mm-hmm. And we we did a lot of work on the Minuteman lay, but they broke it down so much that you could basically manipulate it to do what you wanted. And having that knowledge of how to manipulate that one lay made making this cross lay easier kind of gave you the the basic information that you're needing and how to how to manipulate it to do what you want yeah so and that's, i don't, that's I don't think I direct tactical is doing uh trainings anymore if I, I don't think so anymore so but they were a good group at the nebraska state fire school when they would come for that anyways um yeah so our own cross lay we call it the switchback lay chris came up with the name <laughs> Like he does with everything, including our podcast. <laughs> That's because it was the only name I could think of, and you weren't coming up with any. <laughs> That's true. I think I had one, but you didn't like it. But I, I can't I remember what it was. I, say, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't that memorable. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, with the with the switchback lay, or this lay that we created, it sits in a four wide tray. Um, and and it, it's able to be manipulated to a two wider or single stack. Yeah. So, uh, the three wide, we haven't tried that yet, but the two wide and the single wide we have, I don't know how you'd manipulate to it. You'd have to, I don't know what you'd do. Yeah. I don't know what you'd do. (laughs) Um, so to put it basic here, um, like I said, we developed it for a four wide tray. Um, basically you put 50 foot of hose or a length of hose in each stack. And then we hang a loop out on the first stack and the third stack. And that basically allows us to clear the hose bed in 50 foot. And when it's all pulled out, the reason for the name is it looks like a like a switchback road, like when you're going up a mountain or something like that. And that's where the name came from. Yeah, it, and it, it pulls super cleanly and easily. Uh, it, it's it's pretty, pretty flawless. Uh, we pulled it, I don't know how many times, so many. So many times. Reloaded yeah. it and pulled it, reloaded it, pulled it. And... Just trying it and making sure it worked and everything. Yeah. And one of the big big things we were running onto 
um, was when the hose, the loads were pulled. A lot of times they'd get crossed or they'd end up in a knot or something and someone would have to go back and really work on flaking it out to get it to mm-hmm. work properly or it wouldn't get pulled properly and that's when it got put in line. So this was a very simple, very easy load to be able it to load. It almost needs no flaking. Yeah, it's a one-person job given given you got 50 foot to work with it's a one person job yeah i mean if it does need a little bit it's not much it's very simple like it's it's crazy how how easily it comes out of the truck i was very very happy with that and it's funny so so when you pull it out the first and third loop or the first and third stack so the first being what hooks to the truck um gets a loop on it. And then the fourth stack would have your nozzle on it. So when you go up to pull it, you actually, you can do it several different ways. You can put one arm through both loops if you want to. You have more potential of it getting some, uh, a little bit of tangled up, not really tangled up, but overlap. Just the hose crossing. Yeah. So the way I like to do it and the way we practice on it was to put, basically pick up the nozzle, put your right arm through the third loop put your left arm through the first loop so, like, it's behind you, and then you just walk out straight. Um, And you basically, the way to do it perfectly is you stick out your hands side to side, arms open wide, basically like a big old diva on a show choir stage or, like, a a musical stage just strutting out there, you know, showing your stuff. It looks a little goofy, don't get me wrong, but it pulls so easy. And you could do that with a little bit of hustle. You're going to really look like a diva with a little bit of hustle, like jazz hands or whatever. But, like, (laughs) you can do it with your arms in a little bit, too. But, again, you're going to have a little bit more of the... um, The potential for a cross in it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if you keep your arms stretched out, it looks a little goofy, but it's going to pull clean. It's going to pull really clean. super clean. So, it's it's pretty great. Uh, So, yeah, no, I, I think we pulled this, I don't know how many times. Like, way too many times. And... We had, Chris pulled it a lot too, but we had me pull it a lot specifically for a few reasons. First of all, I'm very short. And some of the cross lays on this truck was pretty, the top one was pretty high. I think we ended up pulling off the second one if I remember right. But like, the top one's pretty high and we did pull it off of that one a few times to test it out. But we determined that if I could do it, who's, I I try to be good. You know, I do as much training as I can if you guys have been paying attention. I get out there and do stuff. But if I can do it, really, there is really no reason why anyone on our department shouldn't be able to do it. So I'm not the most athletic person out there. And I'm one of the shortest people on the department, you know. So if I can do it, pretty much anyone can do it. So we made sure that I'd be able to do it perfectly by myself. And it was so easy. It's crazy how easy this is. Like, and I like the minute man, I do. But this was way easier than that. Too. Yeah, you don't have to put the way to hose on your shoulder exactly and i I could do it you know don't get me wrong but it was heavy on my shoulder and it'd be be good if you're walking a long ways you know or whatever for it but again with a minute man it was hard for me to flake it out you know just like a lot of our volunteers were saying too it was it was hard for them to get the groove of the minute man whereas this was so easy you almost couldn't screw it up almost (laughs) you know you could screw it up if you really tried but you almost couldn't screw it up yeah it's very simple so so okay i I think we kind of i think you kind of went over this already but you can cut it out later if you want (laughs) it um so yeah like taylor was saying uh it's it's four rows and row number one is connected to the truck with row number four on the nozzle Mm -hmm. so the way it's laid in the truck is 
the first 50 foot goes on there on top of each other in a flat lay. And then at the end of that 50 foot, you have a little bit of a loop there that you can grab with an arm or a glove. Your second 50 foot will um, screw right into that hose, but it'll lay right next to it. Same thing in a flat load. That one doesn't have the loop. And the third row over is another 50 foot connected right up in a flat lay. At the end of that one, you're going to put a loop on that one. Mm -hmm. And then your fourth one, your fourth length with your nozzle lays in there again connected just lays in there in a flat lay yep and the reason for the first and third or the reason for the first loop for sure is to make sure that it pulls in 50 feet yeah yes. so the goal to uh clear that bed in 50 foot is accomplished by that first loop because yeah. at 50 foot that loops tight you know all that hose is out, is of, the bed. out of the bed yep so uh we will we're gonna put a video out there Hopefully on the day this goes out, if not very soon after. And if I forget, you guys, please tell me uh, <laughs> to remember to put this out there. Um, but forewarning, I'm not hustling in this video. I don't have full gear on. I do have an air pack on, but I'm, I'm just doing it slow enough just to make sure that we get how we do it and how it's set up a little bit more visible, you know, so I'm not doing it as a hustle like I would on an actual fire scene. So please don't give me crap. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> So that's how it's set up. Um, I think we've kind of exhausted that. Yeah, we beat it with dead we've horse. beat that one with a dead <laughs> horse. So okay, I gotta tell you, Andrea, she's like Taylor, you just beat the subject with the with the dead horse. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding. And she's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best quote ever. <laughs> she she just had to use it on me. She's like, I have to, I have to. <laughs> that was awesome. I try to stick it in every episode. I try. I think I missed one. But. I think you did. <laughs> um, anyway, going on to the next thing here. Um, we want to go over the reasons of why we did it the way we did. And we already covered some of this stuff. A little bit. But um, like we said, our new engine or our new truck, <laughs> as you want to call it, um, has a four-wide tray, which was very uncommon at least around our area, and from what we've seen, it's a very uncommon problem, so we had to come up with a solution for that. Okay, hold on. Before you go on to this, with the engine and the truck thing, I gotta put this in. Okay, I understand that the truck has all of the, like, heavy-duty gear and the, the the ladders and the all the fun stuff of, like, ventilation stuff, right? And the engine's more of, like, going and putting out the fire and stuff like that, right? I do understand that, but all of our trucks have capability for water, so aren't they all engines? Just saying. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> don't all engines have water on them? And don't all trucks have water on them? That's what I'm saying. All trucks are technically engines if you think about it that way because they all have water on them. And what all says of... that a truck can't have water on it? I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like it it There's nothing that says a truck can't have water on it. So why can't an engine be called a truck? Because our engine, 134 that you're calling an engine, has our K-12 saw on it and has ladders on it. Just saying. So it's a rescue engine. <laughs> I'm, not I'm, get, I'm not getting into this. Okay, go ahead. Can you do to the first part you started saying? I, I, really want to I, don't, I don't even really know. Oh. I don't even know. Okay, so what were we talking about? Why we did this. Why we did this. Why did we I just had to throw that in there because, I mean, seriously, like. What, what is the definition here? Let's, let's take <laughs> We're a, getting into Google. <laughs> take a quick commercial break here. 
Uh, let's see here. I already did uh, Jeopardy once this episode. I couldn't. I can't do it again. Well, we're gonna do it again here. What is the difference? I'm just saying. Well, but like in big cities, truck trucks do fire. have water capabilities still, right? Engine Am I wrong? And a fire truck. I mean, I don't actually know for sure. I know what they're based around. I know what they're supposed to do. But do trucks in big cities have capabilities for Fire water? engines are equipped with hoses and water so that personal personnel can aggressively fight the fire. Fire trucks are like firefighters' toolboxes carrying ladders, rescue equipment, and other tools that enable personnel to support firefighting. So, like, big cities don't have... They have trucks that don't haul any water? Are you serious? Not even, yeah, like, a small... Yeah, like, a lot of, like, a lot of ladder trucks don't have water on them we have water on our ladder truck 300 gallons it's still water yeah just saying it's still water it still has a pump on it so you're saying most truck companies don't have a pump or anything a lot of them don't really 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 interesting i'm sorry this is a whole new world like what so yes uh technically all ours are technically fire engines then because we all have water and hoses and we have also have the support tools so it's okay if i call them all trucks because they're technically they could be anything at this point <laughs> let me read this here what is the difference between fire trucks and fire i'm not trucks? saying you're right but i'm saying i'm not wrong anyway anyway continuing on i'm sorry so we want to go over why we did this um why we decided to come up with our own crosslay and why we set how we came about it, I guess. You never, like, even ended the commercial break. I didn't. Welcome back. <laughs> so, first off, our, our cross-lay bed or our cross-lay tray was four wide, which was very unique, um, especially considering none of our other apparatus have a four wide tray. Well, and when we went and looked on... So, uh, a lot of the research we did was on Engine Company Resurrection on Facebook. And what we, when we looked on there... Nobody had four wide, maybe one or two people, but they were all running AAA or other things, right? We didn't see anyone with four wide on there. And that has, shoot, the last time we looked, at least 10,000 members, right? No, no, I'm wrong. I don't know. It had a lot of members. It has a lot of members. It has a lot of members. And they talk about crosslays a lot, you know, of different well, things. Yeah. And well, based around engine companies. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, like, no one had anything on there for four. For four wide. And it was so weird. Right? And you go look anywhere else, no one has anything. And, well, obviously they make them. But it was just such a pain in the butt just because we couldn't find anything. Anyways, going on. I'm just saying, we did go search. We did try to look out. We tried to figure it out before we made our own. We tried to find yeah, something else out we there. We did that was tried and true way. before we did our own. And yeah. when we couldn't find anything, we started to learn how to create our own. Right. Um, our yeah, average yeah. house setback is approximately 60 foot in our town. So that was, uh, something that I learned from attacking the fire ground class, uh, was learning what, what your setbacks are. And that basically sets, you know, how fast you need to clear that bed. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was part of why we did it. Cause we wanted something that fit our area a little better. Did you see how many feet that was? 60 foot. Um, and we needed something simple for volunteers to remember. Yeah. And this is not talking down to volunteers at all. Um, we're all here. We all do a job. And we do the best we can with that job. Yeah. But 
we all have to be um, very honest with ourselves that not every volunteer is in it as much as the rest of us or as some of us, you know. Yeah. So we had to make sure that we had something that everyone could pull no matter how into the quote unquote job they are. Well, and a busier company or a busier department's going to be a lot more efficient because they do oh, it more oh often. Oh, yeah. And, like, what we've already said in this one, we only have between, like, 30 and 60 calls a year, you know, and kind of thing. most of them are grass fires. Exactly. So we we're are. not pulling crosslays that often. Yeah. You know, so we're not super efficient. We want to be. Yeah. But it's something that's very easy since we don't do that often. We, we do it. We learn it. And then a couple of months go by and... The dust starts building up, yep. and it's hard to recall that information on the spot. So yep. we need definitely needed to keep it simple so that we could train it, uh, you know, three, four times a year, and it would it would be good and easy and people to remember it on mm-hmm. the spot. And the last reason why we wanted to come up with a new crosslay or a better crosslay is we wanted less problems with the flaking. Yes, and I already mentioned this before because I'm – I, I, I do it, you know, like everybody else, but I'm not the best at doing it, at flaking. And I know other volunteers have the same problem as me. Right, yeah. Well, and, and a lot of times, you know, being how we don't go to fires that often, it's very easy for when you do get a fire to both people, you know, one person grabs that hose and the next person's right behind them. They forget that they have to go back and flake out that hose and work out all the kinks in it. Yeah. And that's just, it's part of the adrenaline and it's, it's, it's part of training and things, ways you can work it out. But well, and plus, when we don't go to house fairs that often, the adrenaline hits, the excitement oh, hits, yeah. the push hits, and, and those little things are forgotten. Oh, so yeah. well, we just wanted to kind of fix that problem. And plus, when you get to, when you want something with less flaking involved, is that a bad thing? I don't think so. It makes everything faster. You yeah, know, if you can find something that doesn't need much flaking, then you don't have to worry about having to go and check on it. You know you're ready to go if you can find a solution that gives you that. Right, exactly. Which so. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be bragging too much because maybe it maybe it has hangups in some areas that we haven't thought of, you know. Well, like um, I said, this was never actually adopted by our department, yeah. so it, it's really not a tried-and-true lay. It's exactly. It's one that works good in theory and in practice. Yeah, and if anybody out there wants to adopt this and test it out for us, we would be so happy to to have somebody test this on an actual life fire situation to let us know how it works because we really want to know, you know, and are there other problems we're not seeing with this? And, yeah, with that video, you guys will see how it works, and maybe you guys can tell us right off, like, oh, yeah, well, this is the big problem you guys didn't think of. That That's good. Yeah. That's what we want. Yep. We can keep correcting it and everything before we go crazy with it, at least. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that's that's the basic of why we ended up coming up with our own. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, we had a unique cross cross bay, cross lay bed. Cross um, bay. Cross bay. (laughs) And our average house setback, we just wanted something that worked better with that and something simple to remember and less problems with it getting in knots and having to flake it out. So, yeah. Um, now, how did we go about figuring it out? So the fun part was going and figuring out the length of our average house setbacks. So what we did is that, uh, so Chris has a range finder that he uses for hunting. And apparently I'm going to forgive him for using a Nikon range finder when I have a Canon camera that I use for work, but there's that. <laughs> if any of you guys are, uh, you know, knowledgeable on 
cameras. It's pretty much like the fight between Scott and MSA, just saying. <laughs> Anyways, going on. So he has a rangefinder that he uses for hunting. So we decided to use that. And we went out several nights in a row. We just drove our town, drove our district. And we went and we kind of, uh, we were just driving the truck in our truck. <laughs> in our personal truck, not one of the engines. <laughs> And we'd kind of be where we would set the, the engine up on the street for a house fire. And then we would range find where the front door was. And we did this throughout most of the town, I think. We went kind of everywhere into different to different areas of town and to, you know, um, just because everyone has this. They have higher and lower end areas of town. Maybe they have some areas of town where... Um, the driveways are super long and they have a nice big entryway and some that are like super next to the street. You know, everyone has stuff like that. Well, you so, got old parts of town, new parts of town. Yeah, exactly. Old, older parts of town tend to have the longer driveways and on the opposite spectrum, if you have the super newer stuff, they're tending to have the longer driveways again too. So yeah. You have everywhere. So, so we're trying to find something that works overall with most of what we do, or at least close, right? So we ended up figuring out that we had about 60 feet on this uh we use the rangefinder um throughout most of the town i mean somewhere a little bit more somewhere a little bit less but even if it were a little bit less it, it was close enough where it didn't make much of a difference and even at that let's say you did have an accident and you did charge it before it was out of the bed okay you could pull that out and you could I feel like it'd be easier to deal with than, like, a whole bunch of it left in the bed. Well, our average is 60 foot. Yeah. So you're going to have some closer, but yeah, like you said. That's why we pull it at 50 foot. Yeah, and even if you were, got charged before or whatever, I mean, you're still only talking maybe 10 foot of hose in the bed. Yeah, which isn't much. Yeah. So, and if you guys, I mean, that's a great idea if you guys have a rangefinder, use that. If you guys have anyone who's hunting around who has one, uh, a lot of golfers have rangefinders. Um, I think otherwise just, I, I wouldn't go buying one just for this. If you have other uses for it, you could buy one, but I would say just put a plea out on Facebook or, or somewhere else to like figure out if anyone has a rangefinder, if one of your members don't and, and get one that you can borrow for a couple nights and going, going around your district and doing this just to kind of figure out how far set back your houses are. So, yep. So after we found our average house setback, um, the next thing we had to kind of follow, another guideline we had to follow, I guess, was um, our crosslays. We run a 200-foot crosslay. So we had to accommodate for 200 foot of hose. That one's pretty simple. It's just most people either run 150, 200, or I think a 300-foot crosslay. Yeah. Those are pretty common crosslays. Mm-hmm. So our department, we, we use the 200 crosslay, so we and, knew that's the length of hose that we needed to put on there. Oh, yeah, and for us, we're, we wanted it to pull off in 50 feet for average setback of 60 feet. It became pretty easy at 50 foot because it's just one length of hose for each stack. <laughs> so for us, it was pretty easy. For you guys, if you come up with your own, it might be a little bit more difficult, but you just kind of divide it out and figure out where you need to be. Yeah, and that, that was, that's the next criteria on here is we had to have it set up in a four-wide pattern, mm-hmm. I guess is what you'd say, um, or a four-wide tray. So, yeah, we did 200 foot divided by four. That's 50 foot in each, each stack. Yeah. We covered the four, so. 
Yeah, and then the last criteria we had to go to the figures out, like we already mentioned before, we had to make sure it fit our rule mainline pumper and our backup city pumper. You know, so the backup city pumper, like we said, has two rows for the cross light. So then the rule pumper then has uh, a single stack cross light for everything. And we determined, I don't think we tried it on everyone. Did we? No, we didn't try it, but it... It will work on everyone. It may take a little bit more flaking out, but not much. No, I, th- I think as long as you got it set up and the right it'd come out just as fine. Yeah. So. So. Um, so yeah, that that yeah, that's what I. It was can it can be modified very easily for the same pole off of everything. Yep. So that that was kind of our criteria that we went with: setback, the length of hose that we had, um, what our truck was capable of. In this case, four rows, and then can it be adapted to the rest of the trucks? Yeah. So that's the criteria that we went forth with and uh, or made our new crosslay from. Mm-hmm. So one thing you have to consider when you choose a, a crosslay that you're going to put on a truck, if you're going to switch or if you're having a new truck that you have to accommodate to or whatever, you have to think of the ease of your, of your crosslay that you're going to use for your department. You have to be very honest with yourself. Is your department going to train or do you just need easy? You know, are you guys going to be able to train every single week or every practice on this crosslay, or is it unrealistic for what you guys are going up against? You know, maybe you only have a couple of house fires a year like we do, you know. Um, so I'm saying, and easy isn't, isn't, isn't bad. necessarily a bad thing. Like, we're not talking down to those people that use a quote-unquote easy crosslay because if you don't go to that many fires, all you guys probably know how to pull it. Yeah, and, and that's a win. Yeah. It's a win if you if you guys do the job and if you get it done. So you have to be very honest with yourself when you're coming up with stuff, what you need. So what's right for your department isn't going to be right with every other department necessarily. It is very individual to what what you guys run and use. So um, just make sure that you guys are picking out whatever crossly works best for you and what you think you guys are going to be able to do. Yeah, and and don't let other departments tell you what to do either. Yes, we hear we hear the argument all the time that um, you know the Minuteman's the the lay to use and. The, the triple lays out, you know, that's that's a dumb cross lay to use or whatever the case. Yeah. We hear that all the time, but yet the triple lay, though it's hard to relay back in. It takes quite a bit of people. Um, and we'll go over that later, but yeah. it's honestly one of the simplest to pull. Yeah, and I know plenty of professional departments that, I shouldn't say professional, career, because a lot of volunteer departments should be professional, just saying. Anyways. <laughs> A lot of career departments that use the AAA and love it. Yeah. And a lot of career departments that use the Minuteman and love it. And there's tons of other lays out there. And it really depends on what you guys are using it for. So there's no one cross lay that's different or that's bad compared to another. It's just what makes sense for what you guys go to. So um, overall, don't think you have to do a cross lay that somebody else tells you. Make sure you're doing it from what your criteria is, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. If you have the same criteria as us, or if you have your own specific criteria, just make sure you do something that fits your department and the needs of your department. Don't let, yeah, like you said, don't yeah. let, you know, even if there's two or three other departments saying that's not the load you should use, you know, yeah, don't dismiss them right away. But at the same time, if if you think, you know, they want you to use a Minuteman or they want you to use a AAA and you're like, ah, uh, this ain't going to work for us, then do a different one. Yeah, and that, that comes back around to what we mentioned very, very briefly at the beginning of this podcast of our department not adopting the Crossley that Chris and I came up with. 
And it's okay. They believed that it was better for the department to use the AAA, and that's their say. It's okay that they didn't adopt the one that Chris and I came up with. We still think it's a good cross-laid overall, but it's okay that you, they use something different because they think that's the right one, and that's okay. Yeah, because because that's what that's what fits the needs of the department. Yes, exactly. So and that's great. <laughs> we we put the time in in making this new one, and in the sake of bettering things, not to prove ourselves better than anyone else. And they decided the other one was better, and that's fine. So, yeah. and that, that there's no problem. It it definitely works for our department. All right. So, so now. Should we move on to the pros and cons of some different lays? Yes. So we're not going to go over every lay out there because there's way too many. And again. So which ones do you want to cover here? It, well, well, first of all, if, if anyone wants to like have a side project and go and find a bunch of cross lays that people have done and do the pros and cons and like link videos to them and stuff like, dude, I think you would be loved by the entire fire service. Just saying. Okay, so moving, and I'm I don't have the time to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> if if I had the time, if I didn't know my own business, if I had the time to go and do that, I would totally do that because that's right in my wheelhouse of organizational like fun stuff. Like you know, like I would totally love that, but I can't. Like you know, so if anyone wants to do that, please do that. Or if anyone has done that, send us a link to it because. I want it. Um, anyways, so yeah. Uh, let's go over... Okay, so let's go over ours. That's the okay. number one. Uh, Minuteman's pretty dang popular, so let's do that too. And then let's do AAA. And let's just go ahead and do the flat lay too. Because it's pretty easy and that's what... Uh, it's basic and what a lot of volunteer departments would do too. You know, so we'll go kind of some over... Maybe some basic ones that a lot of volunteer departments would go over. And then our own. <laughs> right. That sounds like a plan. We'll do it that way then. So let's start with the Minuteman then. Because that was the last lay that we used. And probably the one that I'm most familiar with aside from ours. Yeah. So the Minuteman. The pros on it. And this is our knowledge. This is our experience. So don't take everything we say to you. Uh as gospel yeah for sure <laughs> do so. your own research too yep. please um so the pros of the minute man um it is a very versatile lay you can you can use it on a lot of different things yeah um anything from just basic going in a front door of a house to holding it keeping the bundle on your shoulder and going up stairs if you have like a multiple story building you can go up stairways with it and stuff all before it's charged so i don't remember because i was almost never on the first track for for house fires right so when we did the minute man did we have it pull from 50 or pull from 100 feet because usually it's broken into half and half right 50, yeah. 100 and 100 so did we do it like that or did we pull 50 and then 100 or you 50 put, and you put, 50. A, you put a 100 on your shoulder and then there was a loop at 50 foot. Oh, a loop at 50. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So cleared, it still works. You okay. You cleared the bed in 50 foot, but you had you could go another 50 before it started pulling off your shoulder. I remember practicing with it, but very honestly, I was not at enough. I was not on the first truck for house fires when we actually did that. And we didn't have enough acquired structures to be able to pull the cross layoff to do it as practice. So we did, we didn't in practice, but I never really grasped when, what was happening when i trained p 
people on that in practice, it was for short distances because of a setback issue. Okay. We weren't going to a whole lot of long ways out fires. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, most people could pull it the, the long way. They couldn't pull it the short way. So we always trained on the short way. I think that's kind of where you're thinking, though. Okay. So, yeah. So okay. you, could, you could still pull it in 50 foot the way we had it set up. And you can pull it shorter. You can pull it longer depending on where you put that first loop at. Okay. But you could put the first loop at 100. Yeah. And if you wanted you, to. Then it really would take you 100 foot to... Is that usually how it's set up at 100 or is it usually set up at 50? Or is it kind I would of set say up? it's probably more likely set up at 50. Okay. So 50, uh, let's see, probably probably the next one would be like 60 or 65, somewhere in that area. Okay. So. Not going to lie, I feel a little dumb for asking that. No, you're fine. But, well, to them. Because I should be knowing more being eight years on. Just saying. Yeah, be honest. I know. It's just, it sucks. Yeah, sometimes so. it does suck. Okay, so. anyways. So you can do it just a basic going in the front door. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a multiple story building or apartment style buildings, you can go in a entry door and then go up a stairway or go down a hallway. And still most of it's on your shoulder. So yeah. you're carrying those so instead of dragging it all. Right. Um, you can go around, say you need to go in a back door or a side door. It gives you more hose to work with on your shoulder before dropping it and and dragging the whole thing out yeah uh commercial buildings of like let's say big old department stores or something carrying it into the building instead of dragging it right exactly i mean it's just when when you're not dragging it as some of these other ladies will show or talk about it also gives you less chance to snag it on something or Mm -hmm. tangle it up yep so. And, and, you know, dragging it as a, dragging it as a, um, an empty hose with no water flowing through is, is easier and it can be done very easily in some of these other lays and stuff, but it is something nice to have on your shoulder too, if you can deal with the weight mm-hmm. very easily, or if you can keep it stacked nicely, if you can't, yeah. we'll go into that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a very versatile lay. Um, that's why a lot of departments really like it because you can do a lot with it. Um, you can clear the bed, basically whatever distance you want to clear that bed, you can set it up to clear that bed. And most people, like I said, I feel they're probably set up for a 50 foot stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, great for shorter, long distances. Like we were talking about, mm, that's kind of the big stuff. Yeah. The big pros on it. Um, I, I think the, the big deal is it's, it is a very quick pull. Yeah. Um, as long as you practice it halfways on a normal basis, it's very efficient. And you can do a lot with it. I, just, I think those are the big pros of it. So. Yeah. Um, some cons of it. So some cons of it. It definitely takes practice and yeah, knowledge of how to pull it. Especially on a, on a slower volunteer department. It is definitely one of those that you, you have to practice it to stay, stay up with it. And yeah. um, reloading it back into the truck if you don't do it a whole lot. It can get confusing if you don't do it yeah, a lot. Yeah, it can get confusing. You can kind of forget how it goes back in the truck. And Minuteman is definitely one of those. The, the better you put it back in the truck, the nicer it looks when you get it in the truck, the easier it pulls. Oh, yeah. For sure. So there's some loads out there that um, it kind of doesn't matter how you throw them in the truck. They all <laughs> kind of pull the same, but... 
Minuteman is definitely one of those. The more time you can take it putting it back in the truck, and the nicer and neater you make it look, the way easier it pulls. Yeah. And more efficient it is. One of the cons with that one, too, another one, is going to be making sure you keep it in a nice stack on your shoulder. Sometimes, I'm not the best with upper body strength. I'm trying to work on that very slowly. I'm getting there. Okay. Just saying. Anyways, going on. Gonna get past that part. But keeping on a nice stack on your shoulder, sometimes it's not easy to do. So if it starts getting, it starts falling over, getting in a bundle there or whatever, it's going to make it more complicated to flake it out in the long run. Yep. So it can, it can give you a lot of problems if you don't drop it right to flake it out. For sure. Um, and then one last one I'm going to say is this. I don't think you can do it. You can pull it one person, but flaking it out, unless you want to go back and flake it out, it's going to take a second person to do it. Yeah, like you said, you can do it with one person. Two is great on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's just the more you practice it, the easier it gets. But I, I think you're right. I think if you, unless you're going a long distance where you're actually stretching the hose out the full mm-hmm. length, um, you're gonna need someone to flake it. Yeah, and if you're stretching out the full length, you just let it drop <laughs> off your shoulder as it as you go. You know, you just keep letting it fly off. You know, yeah, it's gonna make it really easy. But yeah, if you need to drop it and flake it out, you're probably gonna want a second person there to help you. Yeah, and that's where that fifty foot. Yeah, you can clear the bed in fifty foot, but when you still have a hundred foot of hose on your shoulder, that's where your second person really comes in handy yeah. is to to flake out that hundred foot that you have on your shoulder. Yeah. So that's one with um, that. Let's go on to the AAA. All right. So what's the pros of a AAA? So the pros of the AAA, it's super easy to deploy. You kind of can't screw it up. It just comes out very easily. You don't, you have to do maybe a little flaking with it, but not much. You can do it with one person pulling it. That's a good pro. That's all I got to say on that. Do you have any other pros for it? No, that, that's, that's really a big one with the AAA. Um, it's it's really easy to deploy, and if you got a long distance to go, it's also a good good lay for that. It's good and bad, because it's it's good because it's easy, and it takes, since it's a AAA, it goes in thirds, hence the name. But you still have to drag it that full way. Again, an empty uh-uh. hose isn't that bad, but it can get snagged. It can't get snagged, but I'm not too concerned about honestly dragging it on the ground. It's fire hose, so yeah. So but, so overall, it, it's a good leg. If you, now with it getting snagged, you know, if you pull it out and you got to go around a few corners, like you're saying, or up a stairway or something like that, yeah, that that dragging that hose, it's gonna get snagged on something. It can get snagged on corners. You're starting to go into the cons here. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really easy to deploy. And it's it's really good for longer distances, mm-hmm. longer straight distances. Distance. So like if you're going into like let's say a commercial building of like uh, your local Walmart or or something like that, where or you're... even if you just have a residential house that's just got a long driveway. So um, uh, some cons to this to this. Are we done with the pros? I think so. Okay. <laughs> so on to the cons. It is. The AAA can be very hard to relay. Okay, this is a, a lay that you can't do on your own. All right, you can't. So if you're practicing by yourself at the station or whatever, you can't relay it by yourself very easily. I i don't know if I'd even want to attempt it. It's tough. Because it takes us, what, how many people? 
whoever's standing around. Whoever's standing around, but it tends to be like five to nine people relaying this dang thing. So I think at at a minimum, you probably want three. Yeah, I was just saying, I think you could do it with three three or four people. But but still, it's tough to keep it stacked the whole way. Because the way you do this is you lay it out straight. And you relay it in thirds, but you stack it all on top of each other in thirds and relay it in the truck like that. So you want to keep too much air from getting in there while you're relaying it and everything. It's just, it's it's very tough to, to relay it correctly and to make it look good. It's going to look, I shouldn't say it's going to look, it, a lot of times I see it relayed by a lot of different departments out there. It's very messy. It when looks it gets very related. messy. It does. It pulls. It still pulls good. Yeah, but it does. It, it just doesn't look very clean. Exactly. It's like it's one of those you're like, eh, did they, what? Why is it, you know, like, why is it messy? Like, what? <laughs> you know? So we, we like to say we don't judge people on their crossly lays on how well it looks, but come on. You kind of do. <laughs> I'm the person that loves a clean crosslay, though. Right. Have that pride. Have a, the have yeah. the cleanness of a, it. A clean crosslay shows you have a lot of pride in it. You know. So. Yeah, I can't say a messy crosslay means you're not prideful in your job. I'm just. It, it shows. It shows. It's kind of like someone's appearance. You know, if, yeah. if they come with you with grease all over, you know, like how you look sometimes when you go off of work, Chris. Uh, <laughs> You know, versus somebody who's in a suit and nice and, like, you know, going in there. It's it's very different. So. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so so there's that. But it, it is hard to relay alone. You can't really do it. Maybe somebody can. I am very impressed by you. I want to see a video if that is the case. <laughs> relay a AAA by yourself and send us a video because we want to see this. Uh, but, yeah, we think kind of at a minimum almost takes three people i'd say it's probably pretty close three yeah. to four people yeah so. okay so another con to it it takes at least 60 feet 66 feet to clear the hose bed so for us and what we were trying to do we we're trying to get it out in 60 feet or less so 66 feet granted it's six feet more but it's also six feet more well, see, and the, the thing that gets that is six feet really in the grand scheme of things isn't that much. But the way the triple A is stacked in threes, mm-hmm. six foot, that's that's not just six foot. That's six times three. Mm-hmm. So you have all this pressure in the in the hose bed. Once it gets to pressure, then it might be so hard to get that last six foot out. Well, like I said, you're not six foot. You're yeah. lacking uh, 20 24? 6? 12 times 6? 12 so, times 6? No, not You mean 12 6 times, times 3? Yeah, 6 times 3. That's what I meant. 18. 18. <laughs> I was getting there. Um, you have 18 foot of hose still in that hose bed. And when, since it's folded and you have three hoses right there, then when you charge that, if it hasn't cleared the bed, all of a sudden that expands and now it's stuck in the hose tray if you have another tray above it you know and you have to figure out how to get out there you have to pull you have to pry you have to sometimes it doesn't come out easy yeah and one thing that we've ran into in the past is if you don't clear that bed and people recognize that you need to clear that bed they just pull it out and put it on the ground right in front of the truck which makes a big mess 
makes flaking it out very difficult, especially if it gets charged. I mean, you like spaghetti for a meal. I love spaghetti, but I don't want it on a fire scene. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we don't mean to put our <laughs> our opinion in on this too much. Yeah, we do. Hold on. Uh, yes, we yeah, do. <laughs> we do. But, I mean, we don't mean to downplay it too much because it, it is still a valid leg. It is. And it, if it's right yeah. for your department, just, just know the cons of it. But yeah. we... We, I feel safe saying we are not huge fans of the AAA. You're good in saying that, um, at least for my take. Yeah. And uh, our department uses it, and we've learned to make the most of it. We've learned the cons of it, so we know how to counter it. Exactly. Counter it. Counter but, it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but that, yeah, it's definitely, like we said before, if it's right for your department, who cares what other departments think? Yeah, we get down on this one, so that's the only reason we're saying this. Yeah, but, you know, if it's right for your department, own it. Do it the best you can. Do it the best you do. And get after the job. I mean, yeah. you know, going on. Next yes. one. Let's go into the flat lay. So the flat lay, um, it's very easy, very simple, and it's great for long distances. Yes. Again, so, you're going to have to pull it a long way, but if you're going straight long distances, it's 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 easy. It pulls easy. It, you don't have to worry about it flaking out or anything, you know, like. Um, and I'm sure now that I think about it, you could put loops in there and probably clear it pretty fast. Yeah. But you're going to have to do a lot of flaking with it. Yes. So um, what we refer to as a flat lay is just 200 foot of hose in our case strung go, all together. Yep. You go left, one row, next step to the second layer, to the right, one low, next step to the third layer, left, one low. You know, like you keep doing it like that. Instead of like straight stacks, you do it left to right. And then yeah. once you get to you're, the you're end. stacking bottom to top is yeah, what you're doing. Basically, all the way across. Yep. So hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. You kinda of lost me at the beginning. I'm of that. sorry. Well, like so. let's say you start at the right end. Just bottom you... to top. Okay. Whatever. Bottom to top makes sense. <laughs> How does that make sense? Because you fill the bottom up first and then you work your way to the top. <laughs> like water. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't quite work with the way my brain works, but I get it. Anyway, the pros with this, um, it's very easy, it's very simple, and if you're going longer distances, it works out fantastic. Easy. And you can reload it with basically two people. Yeah. And really, you could do it with one, but it just helps having two. Yeah, you could do it with one, it helps having two. Yeah. So, um, definitely a pro on that one. Yeah. Cons. Um, well, I'm going to say one more for the pro. If you're uh, going a long distance specifically a long distance you can pull it with one person oh yeah absolutely i'm that specific because i'm going to go straight over to a con the first thing of that, that i have for a con if you pull it for if you pull it for not a long distance you're going to need more than one person to yeah. help you with it yeah and like i said you could you could set it up with like a loop setup where you could clear the bed quickly but you would definitely have to have another person there to flake it out in that distance, just yes. the way it's laid. Yeah. So, so another con of this cross lay is it, it can be easy to get tangled. So, like, if you're not going a far away with it, um, you have to, first of all, get it out of the bed. And like Chris said before, sometimes you're shoving that out of the bed to get out of there. And it can easily get tangled that way. Another way it can easily get tangled is if you're going a far away, but you're going around a lot of corners. Let's say you're trying to go around a building or through in a house and trying to go through stuff. If it's not flaked out right or whatever, it, it can get tangled very quickly. So it's going to cause you problems in the long run. So you just have to be aware of what what you're dealing with in that sense. So, 
again, it's just like the AAA. Know the cons and know how to counter them. But those yeah. are those are kind of the big ones. That it's it's definitely set up for an easy deployment, but a long deployment is the way it's set up. So, all right, now on to the last one that we are going to cover tonight. Our very own switchback. We're going to be yes. We're going to be critics of our own life. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, so the pros of this one, first of all, it is super easy. It is super easy to pull. It is super easy to relay. So, takes one person to pull the thing. So, you either put one arm through both loops and grab the nozzle and pull it with one arm. You can pull it with two arms going backwards. I don't recommend that because I don't like going backwards to a, up to a scene. But, you know, you do. You do you. <laughs> otherwise you know you put one arm through the loop and you grab the nozzle and then you put your other arm through the loop and like i said before you diva it straight arms straight out you just go down that runway and to to your fire scene like i said it, it looks a little goofy but i'm gonna bedazzle your fire moment <laughs> nice and bedazzled and everything can i have stage lights please <laughs> no no stage lights Actually, we do have a spotlight on 90. We do have a spotlight. <laughs> no, it turned into a floodlight. I lied. Sorry. No spotlights. We have flashlights. <laughs> we can make it work. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, you know, you deviate all the way to the scene, and it it, cl- it pulls out cleanly with one person. You don't need a second one to help you pull it, you know? And, like, relaying it, like we said, it's, it's a single stack per uh, section of hose, so it's so easy to to relay it back in there. Four rows of hose. Four rows of hose. The rows of hose. <laughs> Sounds like a, a Dr. Seuss rhymes or something. The rows of hose and the... Sounds like bad Dr. Seuss. <laughs> adult Dr. Seuss. Adult book. Dr. Seuss. No, I don't want to hear the adult version Dr. Yeah. Seuss. <laughs> rows of hose. <laughs> rows of hose and the... I was gonna think of something else, but I couldn't think of it quick enough. <laughs> um, uh, another one. Uh, so we already covered it. Doesn't get tangled, and it comes off very, very cleanly. Um, and it it only takes fifty feet to clear the hose bed. Yeah, and fifty. Not only do you clear the hose bed, but fifty foot, you are set up ready for water. Yes. All the hoses deployed and flaked in 50 foot. Yeah, and like like we said before at the beginning of this, for us, that's the average setback is 60 foot. So we're ready for water right away as soon as we're ready to go. So, you know, you may be waiting on your pump operator to get either other water supply or whatever, but, like, you're ready to go super quickly so you can go to, get into the house or whatever structure that much quicker yeah. for it. And that aspect is a lot like the Minuteman because you can go that 50 foot and with a good backup man mm-hmm. you can have i think when we were doing it in class it was like 15 to 20 seconds we could have water yeah this one's the same way you pull the hose and you look behind you and if there's no crossovers in it you're ready for water in probably that same amount of time 15 20 seconds you can have water at your nozzle so like i should say with some of the other hose loads another con i should add to some of those is if they come clearing the bed in more than the feet that we need, so we need 60 foot, let's say they come off in more than that, sometimes they have to get pulled to the side. 
So when you go inside a house, it's going to make it that much harder for you to go to pull inside that house to actually go fight the fire. Whereas this is going to be straight on to everything instead of flaking out to the sides. You're mm-hmm. going to be, it's going to be ready flaked out straight forward and back. And it's going to be that much easier to go through the house with. Absolutely. So, yeah. So those are, those are the big pros. It's, it's easy to deploy, easy to relay, um, 50 foot clears your bed and is ready to go yeah you can definitely relay it with one person if you need to and you can pull with one person if you need to it's best to do it with two people to to relate if you can but you can do it with one yeah you can really do it with one so Mm -hmm. um okay now on to where we have to be critics we have to be critics of our own lay nah like some of the other longer ones like the triple a and the flat lay you have to drag the hose farther to a longer distance opposed to carrying it on your shoulder like the Minuteman. Yeah. That is the so, biggest con to this. All the hose is out on the ground in 50 foot. Yep. So if you're going 100 foot to your front door, that means you're dragging hose across the ground for 100 foot. Yeah. Again, in my opinion, not that big of a deal. But it could it, be. It's fire hose. It's kind of made for that. But um, you're putting some extra wear and tear on your hose by dragging it the extra foot. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going a full... 200 foot to do um, kind of a defensive on the backside of the building, you're going to be dragging 150 foot of hose. In an ideal world, if you're pulling a further distance, hopefully that hose isn't charged until you're ready, set up. Mm-hmm. But if that hose does get charged, you got to drag 150 foot of hose. Yeah. Of course, that's the same thing with the Minuteman, though, too. You yeah. Know, almost all those, if it gets charged beforehand, you are got to drag that water around with you. But. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the next stuff because I think we got done with the pros and cons of those four. We weren't very critical of ours. Is there anything else we need to be critical of? Well, what about dragging it like upstairs and stuff like that? It'd be like the same kind of as a flat lay. It would. It's going to get snagged and stuff because you're dragging it with you. It would, but you could pull more to your arms or whatever. Like you could pull it up more, but yeah, it could be. I mean, as long as you didn't drop the loops till it got tight, you wouldn't be quite as able to snag it on things. But you're still dragging that hose, so I think it'd still be a fairly snaggable line as far as Yeah, but if you're snag if you're if you're doing that fifty feet, it's gonna be the same as the Minuteman, like you just said. But the Minuteman's on your shoulder. Well, yeah, but if you're dropping it at the same spot, let's say we have the minute for If you drop it, I'm just saying, like if yeah. you're going a long distance, the Minuteman's gonna stay on your shoulder. Oh yeah, yeah. Where that switchback you're going to be dragging it with you, so it's going to get a chance to snag on more. You already said that. but I'm... That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the <laughs> but... point I just... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, okay, let's think of our department now. If we're going up to a house that's 60 foot setback, okay, and we're dropping at 50 foot, you drop both the Minuteman and the one we came up with the switchback lay, it's going to have the same problem for the rest of it together. Correct. Just saying. That wasn't my point. Oh, okay. <laughs> my point was, like, with the Minuteman, if you're going up a stairway or something like that, you can keep that hose on your shoulder. As it's going to flake off as you're going up the stairway until you're ready to set up. As long as your pump operator knows that. So a lot of pump operators or a lot of cities or other things out there want you to charge it before you go into a building. Just saying. Yeah, but if you're going into an apartment or a three or four story, you're not going to set up till you get to the some, second or third Some floor. cities want you to do that. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but that wasn't really my point. I mean, yes, I, you have a valid point. Some people do have to charge that line before they go in the building. Yes. 
but my point is if you if that is not your protocol then you can go up to that floor beneath your fire floor and charge it there okay but with the switchback lay since it's not on your shoulder you have more of a chance of that hose getting snagged on something up up the stairs or around those corners potentially yes but you could still grab it and pull it up like a rope or whatever to get up to where you are a little difficult but you can i think you're missing the point but that's all right (laughs) you're trying to you're trying to defend our lay I am. I'm trying to critique our life. Oh. Oh, this, sorry. That's the whole point of being a critic. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're I trying don't... to defend it. I'm trying to show the cons of it. I don't mean to. It's Every, just... All these cons can be countered in some way. Yeah. That's but true. That is a con. It's just it's just like using the triple A. Yeah. If you're gonna go into a house, it's gonna get snagged on things. I'm sorry. The minute man is great for that because it's up on your shoulder. It's flaking off as it needs to. It's not going to get snagged on things. It's going to go with you the whole way. I'm sorry. Until you drop that. <laughs> where, where with the minute man, you know, it doesn't do that. And where with the switchback, the triple A, even the flat lay, it's going to have that ability or at least that potential to get snagged on things as you go. Now let's move on. So Okay, so. 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 So let's move on. Let's move on. So let's talk about how to train on hose lays as best we can. Like what more than just a, a specific night for pulling a cross lay or specific times to pull a cross lay. How can we practice more on it to make those cross lays more efficient and more easily recallable for firemen? Yeah. So I think um, especially when you're introducing a new cross lay and even if you have one you do know, but you know, you realize you need more people learning it. You want to make sure that you train on it, not necessarily every practice, but as many practices as you can. So let's say every practice. So how can you train on it every practice, no matter what subject you're actually training on that day? So first of all, we touched in some of the first few episodes we we put out on this podcast of the pre-training training. (laughs) Because you can have other pre-training trainings and just ask the group. Chris, isn't that right? <laughs> I'm so, not touching that one. You're not touching that one. Not with a 39 and a half foot pole. So the pre-trained training, this is something you do before your regular training. All right. So this is something small you can put in. You can do a bunch of different things in here. Um, we talked about in the first couple episodes of, of Ask the Group, which is what I just, you know, kind of referenced to because Chris tried to call it just pre-trained training but you can do a lot of different types of this pre-trained training so one of them is this cross lay pole right so whatever you do for pre-training training it's just whatever small thing that you want your department to learn doesn't really matter what it is so when we do this, we tend to have a cross lay prop so Chris when you went to your uh, advancing the what was it called? Attacking the fire ground. Thank you. Attacking the fire round class <laughs> with direct tactical. You actually had a cross lay prop in your class, right? Mm-hmm. So can you explain what that was exactly? Uh, it's pretty simple. It's basically just a, a U-shaped box or a, a U-channel or whatever you want to call it, it. It looks like a cross lay bay, basically. Yeah. 
Okay. It looks like a tray for a crosslay. Yeah. And and so you make it to the same dimensions of what your crosslay looks like, and you put your crosslay in there. So that way you're able to put extra hose, whatever you have, into this crosslay prop instead of actually pulling it off your truck. And a lot of, I know a lot of different chiefs out there from many different departments like this, because they don't have to take their actual crosslays off. They don't have to worry about relaying their actual front line of whatever they're taking. They can do it on this prop and do it as many times as they want to. It doesn't matter if it doesn't get put back right away or whatever. You should put it back. But, like, it doesn't matter because it's not the front line. Yeah, if you get interrupted by a call, then your your truck's still ready to go. Exactly. So you make this prop, and it's it's not a simple, like, what, two-by-fours or plywood or whatever you have laying around to make it similar to what you have on your truck for your space for this cross leg. So you do that, and um, you're able to pull it and relay it as many times as you want to. So you can quick run your people through it right away at the beginning of practice before you, you get onto whatever you want to get onto for the night. Or if you're doing a certain practice that doesn't take everybody, maybe it takes half of the group or three quarters of the group, but some of the group is standing around waiting around doing nothing. You could have them go through this cross leg prop to have them keep doing something in the meantime so they're not bored out of their minds not doing anything. Just with anything in the fire service, reputation is king. Yeah. The more you can do something, the more it becomes habit and muscle memory, the better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So the pre-training training is just one more way to get that repetition in. Yeah. And the cross-lay prop is an easy way to do it without unloading one of your engines. Yep. And then uh, next is any train that you're going to be using the cross-lays in, whatever train you have to be do- happen to be doing, pull it like you're going to pull it. Make sure that you at least have one person, if not multiple people, pull it. Like, they're going to be pulling it on a scene. Yeah. So, even if the practice is, um, let's say, a pump practice and yeah. you need a hand line off the truck to run water through, pull that cross leg. But when you pull it, just don't yank it off the truck. Pull it like you actually would pull that cross leg. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I think that one's fairly simple. Yeah, it is. Um, if you're doing a... Um, I don't know, maybe use that cross-lay for car fires, and you're practicing extrication that night, and you pull that hose off. Just pull it like you would normally (laughs) pull it on a fire. Don't just yank it off the truck and say, here it is. (laughs) Yeah. So, just get that repetition and that muscle memory in, just like putting on your gear. You do it the same way every time, and it makes you more efficient and faster at it and better at it. You got that muscle memory of doing it, so every time you pull that load off that truck... You're developing that muscle memory, not just the yank it off the truck, but you're developing that muscle memory. This bundle goes on my shoulder. I got to reach around and grab this hose with the other hand or whatever the case may be. You're just creating that muscle memory and making things more efficient and easier to do, especially when that adrenaline hits. <laughs> yes. So. And I think, I think we've talked about it before this episode, but if we haven't, I'm pretty sure we did. But if we haven't, you, when your adrenaline kicks in, it, it makes you dumber overall. Um... So you want to make sure that you know these basics to the T before your adrenaline hits. So eventually some episode may get it more into that, really deep into that, but not quite yet. We want to get over some of these other basic ones first. <laughs> <laughs> so lastly on notes here, we, we want to touch on, once again, what's good for one department is, isn't necessarily what's good for another department. And like we said before, you know, use what is right for your department or what you feel is 
right for your department. Don't let other departments tell you what to use, what not to use. Yes. I know we have a friend and we've we've talked to him a lot about this before. And he is adamant that he we don't love the AAA, but our friend, he really does. And he explained to us he really loves it, but he explained most of the time they use it on car fires. Well, that can be different. And especially the way they run, it might fit their department very well. We don't run a lot of car fires very often. Most of the time when we're running crosslays, it's on house fires. You know, so, and it's our opinion, Chris and I, and it's different from the rest of the department. And that's okay. You're allowed to have different opinions on departments. That's how volunteer departments run. But. Yeah, so, so in the, the example you're using with our, our buddy, he loves our triple A because of his department, his guys has got, mm-hmm. and the calls that he tends to respond with that on. Yeah. And that is the lay that they found works the best and works best for that situation. And I'll be honest, there's not a lot of guys that like that lay, but yeah. they use it because it works best for them. Yeah. And that's great. I'm more than stoked for them because they, you know, that's what they like. That's what they use. It works good for them. Mm-hmm. Then use it. Yes. And, you know, we've talked to them a lot. We really don't argue. Well, we kind of argue about <laughs> it, but... We, we state we, our opinion. We don't argue. There's a little, yeah, little bit of difference. Yeah, we, we have conversations about <laughs> it, and we don't try to try to convince them to leave. We just, we're trying to learn more about the way, why we do things, you know? Yeah, since, why we do things, why they do things, why yeah, anyone do things. Since That's Taylor how I, we learn. Yeah, since Taylor and I really don't care for that lay, we want to know why they like it so yeah. much, you know, because... There might be, you know, some of you guys out there listening, you know, that might be your situation. You have car fires and maybe you've never tried it and maybe you will and you'll absolutely love it. All the more power to you. Don't let us turn you down from that. In our case, you know, compared to our friends, um, they use that a lot on car fires. Well, our car fire, we're going to use a bumper line, a completely different lay. And it is actually called the Scorpion lay. And it hasn't been practiced a whole lot yet, and it's it's still brand new to us, but it's a completely different light altogether, and it has its own reasons and its own purposes. So just because we didn't mention it in here either doesn't mean it's not out there and it's not available to you. Just do the research, take the time to train with it and practice with it, and you'll find that light that works for you in those situations. Yep. Um, and then lastly... Uh, I, I feel that I need to put this in here that if you're set on a specific cross lay and it doesn't get changed in your department, don't let that defeat you because it's it's kind of like the fact that we came up with this cross lay and it did not get adapted by our department. It's okay. That is perfectly fine. And we as firemen have a job to be the most efficient with what we are provided. Mm -hmm. And so we have learned, we have practiced and we have found the cons to it. We found the pros to the lay and we've learned to counter those cons and we've learned to really use the pros of that load. Oh yeah. So even if what you want to do doesn't get adopted by your department, just know that is, in a very blunt way of saying it, it's your job now to make that load as efficient as you possibly can. Exactly. Use whatever you can find. Practice practice pulling it. Practice relaying it. Practice doing whatever you can. 
find find what ways that you can make it as best as you can do for what situation you have. Yeah. You know, it it, it it's and we talk about it a lot of times. It's not necessarily your call. You know, you have to live with whatever whatever gets decided in those departments sometimes in volunteer departments and in career. It it kind of doesn't matter where you're at. You have to live with whatever gets decided. But make sure you make the most of that and yeah. make sure that you're still doing all that you can to serve your community with whatever gets decided for that. Yeah. Um, it's it's not anything and almost 99% of the time, if, if that decision gets made, it's not against you or your opinion. It's just to what they think is best. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not trying anyone in these departments. They're not trying to do anything against anybody. You know, they're trying to do what they think is best. So make sure that you understand that first of all, and then go to doing to to make whatever lay or whatever it is your department changed or has stayed the same that you don't love, make that all that you can, yep. to to better to better your guys's self and to make sure that you're doing what you can for your community. Yeah, and and a prime example of this, I guess I can't really say example, but the way I'm thinking of it is like the flat light. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here talking about it. Well. With my knowledge and experience in crosslays taking that class, I think you could make a flat lay as, <laughs> as I'm going to put this very bluntly, as useless as I feel that load is. <laughs> um, like I said, thinking about it, talking about it, I yeah. think you could make it a very useful load with a simple loop in there. Yeah. It, it's just making the most of what you have. And, you know, if if it's decided on your department that, hey, we're going to use a cro- use a flat lay, uh, play with it. Do the take the time to train on it and stuff like that. Maybe throw a loop in there at fifty foot. See how it comes off. Maybe instead of changing a whole load, maybe you can modify it a little bit. Maybe that department will allow you to make that loop part of that lay, and you've just made that lay even more efficient for you and the guys on your department. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just just make the most. And if that decision is made, like we've been saying, you know, that's then your job to make that most efficient and being as efficient as possible with it. So yeah. don't let it get you down. Just uh, do the best you can. Oof. We, be, we, we definitely beat that one. With what? With a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, we'll leave you with that dead horse. And uh, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the talk. And the conversations that randomly might have happened within it. It was a long one. And we, we're, we'll be honest with you, we're a little out of practice. It's been a couple weeks since uh, we've actually recorded one, so we're getting back into the swing of it. So hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you're having a good night or a good day, whatever time you're listening to it. And we'll leave you with that, right? Yes. All right. See you next time. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Couplings Fire Podcast. See you next time.